on this debut episode of The Midnight Train, we dive into a local legend that may actually never have existed. Stay tuned. Welcome to The Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of The Midnight Train, where we tear apart and talk about all the crazy things that we've heard of or a part of as young adults and as children. Uh, with me is my co-host, Jeff. Jeff, Hello, how are you everyone. Tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I am spectacular. So, uh, yes, this is definitely the debut episode, so we're probably going to have a couple hiccups in here, I would imagine, but that's no, fine. that doesn't happen. No? I mean, listen... With the interwebs, we can do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Jeff, this is our first episode, and we want to make sure that we grab these people. We want them to to listen to this and go, okay, cool. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about an Ohio... Well, let me emphasize first. We are from Ohio. We are currently in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So, we thought we would stick to a couple local tales and stories and branch out from there. Um. Coming to mind, the first thing in Ohio is Gore Orphanage. Well, because that's we're from our area where we are from, uh, which is Lorraine County. Correct. You can't see my quotes. Quotes. Air in quotes. The air, air quotes. Yeah. So in Lorraine County, the uh, just growing up, um, I remember so many people just always talking about Gore Orphanage. All the time. And it was like the place to go because it was spooky. and yeah. ooh. So we're going to kind of go into Gore Orphanage. And I think at some point in time, we're actually going to go out to Gore Orphanage. Um, so make sure you guys are paying attention and listening and uh, subscribe if you can, um, to this podcast, because we're going to be doing some dumb stuff like going out in the middle of a field in the middle of the night, trying to get, uh, readings on our meters. We don't have see what happens. We don't we're going to get some, or oh, we're getting meters. I've seen them on Amazon prime. Oh, nice. Yeah. They have kits. They have ghost hunting kits. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What does it have in it? Well, it looks like an open box of just <laughs> random plastic with labels on it. So... <laughs> It's not, it seems like a good deal. Yeah, so it's, it's only a hundred dollars, right? Hey, if it beeps when we're in the dark in the woods, then I know the ghost is there. Right. right. Well, so. I guess that makes sense. I mean, because that's how ghost hunting's done, right? Hey, everybody else does that, right? The EMP things or whatever yeah. they're called, the TCLPs or yep. I don't know. But anyway, we're we're gonna eventually uh, go out there, and I think that's kind of gonna be our shtick on this. We're gonna go out to these places during the day and see what it's like and then we're going to go to these places at night and see what it's like now not always are we going to be doing this in fact sometimes we're going to be discussing movies and just paranormal phenomenon or you know maybe something that that's happening in the news right now that's kind of weird like um so funny story and this is a total different segue and we'll get into this kind of stuff later but uh, a really good friend of mine uh, lives out in wellington ohio okay i used to live out in wellington for a long time and as, as a child, I can literally remember being in the car with my mom and looking up and seeing these like lights in the sky, but they were like triangular. What age would you say you were? Uh, 14 or 15, not even that. Now, not to interrupt your story. Oh, man. And sidetrack it. Oh, man. The reason I ask is they say that children and animals are more keen to spiritual and paranormal activities. Well, I don't know why that is. I have an idea. Maybe because you're innocent and you're, well, you're more receptive you're to it. You're not ruined by mortgage, taxes, marriage, <laughs> kids. So yeah, that, that adulthood does happen. To, right, you know, it does kind of ruin things for you. But um, so anyway, I remember seeing these things, and I and I they were in a triangular pattern. They were like three circle lights in the sky, and yeah, in okay. a triangular pattern. And I'm looking at it, going, "What is this?" Well, my buddy who lives out in Wellington posted a picture of that exact same thing yesterday online in the sky. And he's like, what is this? I'm like, dude, I saw that as a kid. Now, listen, it could very well be, you know, Air Force training. It could be anything. 
But I think that's something we should, uh, in the future, we should dive into the mysterious lights above. Oh, absolutely. Wellington, Ohio. <laughs> Listen, I love aliens. I love UFOs. I love all those stories. And again, I want to reiterate the fact that this podcast is always going to be fact. Okay? So I'm a science buff by nature. I, I have a hard time believing in religion. That's me personally. I'm not no, very I'm the same sp- way. I'm not very spiritual. I'm a believe it when I see it kind of guy. Right, right, like, right. Show me the facts. This is going to be a podcast like a ghost hunter show where they go in and, you know, oh, God, that's a ghost right there. You know, I mean, come on. Really? <laughs> it, we're going to dissect all these absolutely. stories. Absolutely. Let's dissect in fine them. Detail. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. And now, again, though, when it comes to religion and whatnot, I absolutely have no problems with anyone. My wife is super Christian and... I'm completely okay with that. Um, luckily, she does not uh, make me go to church very often. Right. But every now and then she does. And right. that's fine. I do that because I love my wife, but that's fine. Um, but for those people out there that actually are into the religion and stuff like that, cool. But what this is going to be about is true, factual information, right? Or at least as far as we can go with it. Because, you know, once you dive down that rabbit hole, you never know what you're going to find. Because, you know... Consider this the myth-busting of spooky... Scary, eerie, right. creepy tales, movies, occurrences. Can we call it Spookbusters? We could, but... We already have a name. Yeah. Oh, I guess we screwed that up. All right. Anyway, so next on Spookbusters, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do first and foremost is um, uh, stories about the Gore Orphanage. And uh, like I said, growing up, especially out there, um, I went to school at this little place called... Uh, in It's called LaGrange. I went there for a while, and then uh, Wellington for a while. I lived in Grafton, and these are all in Lorain County in Ohio, okay, so which isn't very far from where we are right now recording this. And I can remember a friend of mine specifically telling me that he went out to do the ritual, or one of. There's many. Right. In order to do the Gore Orphanage, you know, for something to happen. Well, first what we should do is we should explain Gore Orphanage. Okay. The tale. Well, the tale. Yeah, the folklore right. behind so, it. Yeah. So people understand, you know, what exactly we're getting to here. Right. So so growing up, we always heard that Gore Orphanage was a it was an actual orphanage that burnt down. Right. And that a bunch of kids and a bunch of people died. And that if you go out there at a certain time at night and you put a glass of milk. This is the one I heard now. Okay. This could be totally different. I'll tell different. you what I heard. Okay. After. Yeah. This, is, this could me, be totally different. Than what and this heard. is why you'll see there's a million different stories. Right. You know how it is. The yeah. phone, the telephone right. thing, you know. So you sit down, you, you put a glass of milk on your hood. And it's either you flash your headlights or honk your horn. One of the, I, I don't remember which one it is. And then you'll see hands, like kid children's hands grabbing okay. at the milk. So that's that's what I heard about. You Gore sure it's Orphanage. not Santa Claus? <laughs> Santa Claus is real. You stop it. Oh, we'll we'll have another episode on that. Yeah, that's totally a good one. Well, I could tell you what I've heard previously. Yeah, yeah. So, what is what is what is the tale you know? And this is coming from a long time ago when I was a teenager. You know, we'd all be like, "Oh, let's get in the car and let's go out there and you know at midnight and see and blah blah blah." Well, anyways, the story that I always heard was Gore Orphanage is located off of. Gore Orphanage Road, okay? It's in Vermilion. It's in the middle of a 400-acre field, basically. And like you said, it was an orphanage. But what I heard was the orphanage master or leader or the guy in charge, whatever you would call him back then, his name was Mr. Gore, okay? That was his name. Oh, And what he did is he would lock the children in their rooms at night. He would make 15 of them bathe in the same dirty water. They would have to share meals. Like, this guy was just a complete monster. This is a pretty detailed, like, description of this guy and well, his this, duties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty detailed. So he would basically abuse these children. And one night, because he didn't want them to get out and run away, he would lock them in their rooms, and somehow a fire started, okay? Okay. And the fire got out of control, and it burned everything and everyone to the ground, including him. So everybody died? Everybody died. Okay. Okay? This is the tale. Right. Now, similar to what you're saying is there is a bridge, okay, called Crybaby Bridge. Which is hilarious because we are going to touch on another episode about a Crybaby Bridge that I know of out in Medina. Yeah, there's several. There's several. (laughs) In fact, if you 
happen to know of a crybaby bridge in your area, please, please, please email us at the, <coughs> excuse me, at midnight train podcast at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. Midnight train podcast at gmail.com. And if you have pictures, send pictures. Oh, that's even better. But yeah. if you have a crybaby bridge around you, I would love to hear how many there are. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean that. No, you're fine. All right. So what would happen is, is you would drive onto this bridge because the orphanage is gone and everything's overgrown. It's all forest and whatnot. Right. Right. You would drive on this bridge and similar to your story, instead of putting milk and cookies out for Santa Claus, you would actually turn the key off in the ignition. Okay. And you would sit there and wait and wait. And eventually you would hear the pitter patter of hands hitting the side of the car. Like the kids were running around the car trying to get in. And that's as far as that tale ever got that what, I always heard. Because what then about you the would, adults that were there? Was that were they just never heard anything about that? Yeah. So yeah. just the kids come back and haunt people. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just so saying. you can see how there's all these different stories and ways. Well, that's what whatnot. happens, you know. And and I think that you know, again, that's what we're doing. We're we're going to sit here and we're going to tear these things apart and right. find out what what's the what's the truth behind it, you right. know. So my buddy Corey, um, I grew up with him, went to school with him, really good friend of mine. And one day he was telling me about his trip to Gore Orphanage. Okay. Now, I have to preface this by saying that Corey started his entire story by telling me he was super high. Oh, okay. Right. So again, so <laughs> so his uh, his vision and hearing were enhanced, right? Enhanced, yes. Right. Let's call it that. So he had Ghostbuster vision, right? Yeah, okay. So he was he was he was dabbling in some organic. In what age? Uh, early twenties. Okay, I, I think so. I, I I don't remember the exact. So anyway, he sits there and he goes, "Man, we yeah, we actually went out there." And I'm like, "Oh wow, what happened?" He goes, "Well, we pulled up, and nothing happened when we were like." beeping the horn or flashing the lights or whatever it was. He's like, we, we decided to get out and actually go and, and kind of, you know, look around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so he says he's looking around and then he hears something. Uh Didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden he's running and there's a bridge and the bridge starts moving under his feet. Like a treadmill. Like a treadmill, right, in the middle of the forest, supposedly. Again, air quotes. So then he gets to a barn, and he opens the barn door, and there is a head floating in the barn. Just like a human head? Like a human head. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't think it... I think he said floating. I don't think it was like hanging, like, you know, like somebody had a head right, hanging. Right, right. Like there was a head floating there. Interesting. And so then he ran back to his car. I don't know if he ran over the same moving bridge or not, but but that was the story he told me about his adventure at Gore Orphanage. Okay. So now... So LSD probably would do that. <laughs> Debunked. Now, stamp. Now, <laughs> now, I'm not saying he was on some hard stuff like that. Right. But I will say that he did you know, start his entire story by saying, dude, we were out there and we were all... Now, did he seem like he was being real or did he seem... Was he hesitant? Was he no, kind of shaky? He seemed... The way he came across to me was that whatever he was saying and whatever he saw mm-hmm. was legit. Like, it was legit. Like, because I know the guy really well, you know? Right. And it wasn't like he was kind of coming up with a story or anything, because yeah. you know how that is. But he was like, no, dude, this, like, literally happened. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm glad you made it home safe. Yeah. You know? So that was that was the pretty much the only uh, personalized story I've ever heard of it because uh, again we were talking about before we started I've never been there right I haven't either yeah I mean I've, I think I've driven past it maybe I think I have too but didn't know what it was but the the, the problem with it is is that and we'll we'll talk about this a lot more um, further on in the episode is that. It's so hard to define exactly where it is. Everyone has a different um, um, idea of where that spot is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some people are like, oh, it's over here. And other people are like, no, here it is. Well, it's it- funny you say that because, you know, we, we want to go out and see it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about. And so I was watching some videos. Um, the most recent one I could find was 2013 on Halloween night. And I actually have a video clip of it, but... This couple decides to go and find it at nighttime, and it's literally eight minutes of, no, turn around. No, that was the sign. No, that was the tree. No, that was the road. No. <laughs> just nagging yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> man, 
And the crazy thing is, it's not on any maps. Okay, you can Google map it and satellite image, and you do not see any paths. There's no maps. Now, people find it because there's obviously images of, of the wreckage and the debris and whatnot. Or, or what supposedly is. Or what was. Yeah, yeah. Or what they believe there, it is. There's yeah. no clear path. And here's the crazy thing. They finally find it at the end of the video, okay? Okay. And it's down this winding road, really dark, one way. You can't turn around. You got to go in reverse to get out. Okay. There's a, a gate and a ranger's house right by the gate. So a ranger lives there. Wait, a ranger as in like a like park? A park ranger. A park ranger lives there? Lives there. And he keeps that gate closed at dusk till morning every single day. So he can shoot your ass. So here's the weird part. Or butt, should I said, sorry. That's going to be a hanga hanga. Yeah. <laughs> so the weird part is, is that somebody in charge in the city, okay, Taxpayers' money is paying for that ranger to live in the middle of the woods on a one-way street that is the path to Gore Orphanage. So do you you think that they're like, listen, we want you to stay out here and like do this? Absolutely. Or do you think maybe he was like, hey, this house is cheap and I'm just going to buy well, this house? Here's the thing. How many people drop LSD and see floating heads and treadmill bridges? You know what <laughs> I mean? You can't have that in, in, in numbers running around the woods this at nighttime. True. This so is true. It makes sense. Right. But So I find it interesting that... You know, effort was put in from the city, from taxpayers, from God knows what, just just to make a ranger on premise the whole time. So you don't think he does anything else? You think he just hangs out there and just kind of wa- watches over the supposed gore orphanage remains? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy hates people. <laughs> I mean, if I had to camp out in a log cabin in the middle of the woods on a supposed haunted site, okay, and you had nothing but maybe he's into teenagers. That. Maybe that's what he's. Maybe he was once married, <laughs> and then decided, you know what, I'm gonna move out to the boonies because that's kind of what you did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, you know, let's put this in. That's true. Let's put this into a perspective here. But I don't think I could deal with that all the time. Could you deal with teenagers running through the woods at night drinking? No, I, and I don't even like my kids that well, I have now. Go. So no, I could not do that. Absolutely not. So. I mean, so going back to what we were talking about, it, it is very, very difficult to find, let alone, well, at night, let alone during the day. There is really no signage. There's no, there's, if you use uh, a GPS, okay, it'll run you right past the path and it'll say, turn around here, turn around here. There's tons of videos on it. So it's hard to actually pinpoint where exactly it now, is. Now, is that, does that say, let's just say hypothetically you were trying to go to, where this is and you put it in on like map quest or map quest <laughs> yes i'm old people 1993 <laughs> <laughs> but google like google maps or yeah, whatever yeah. it is <laughs> map yeah, quest that was pretty good yeah thank you uh, that was a that's just showing my age but anyway so you put that in there and like you're putting in gore orphanage it doesn't really give you a a specific so, spot so the road is gore orphanage which it wasn't originally which we'll touch on later yes but it is called Gore Orphanage now. Right. Okay, so if you say, take me to Gore Orphanage, right? Or you type it in. It takes you to the road. However you do it. It's going to take you to the road. Okay. And that road stretches, if I'm not mistaken, through two cities. It goes from Amherst all the way through Verm- through Vermilion. Yeah. And then I think it dead ends or there's a turnoff. No. We'll find out when we go out there. Right. You know? Right. So, so it's a long road. Is what you're saying? Like it's, right. it's it's a relatively long road, and so and there's a lot of houses. It's a lot of farms. There's a lot of nice. Well, homes it's a very there. rural right. area. I mean, that's right. that's out in like God's country, you know. Yeah. So, I was talking about the stories that I've heard or whatever. Have you heard any stories or anything that like would would that kind of uh, put the whole thing in the mind of people? Yeah. So, all the supposed rituals that I've come across. Okay. Everything has to deal with the car that you're in and has to deal with this crybaby bridge. There is no rituals or stories about the actual site where everything supposedly happened. So it's it's surrounding the site. So there's nothing right. that's actually right. going on wherever this right. place now, was. So this bridge is located directly parallel to the actual site of the foundation. So okay. if you're on the bridge uh-huh. and you look, it depends on which way you're coming. Let's say you look right, okay? I don't know, 10 miles into the woods is where the actual foundation is. 
So why was there? Okay, so this, this, this. Why is there no direct route to a a place that was a, an orphanage that was once a an actual? So again, I'm going off of the the folklore here, um, but a place that was an actual. I guess business, right? Wasn't this like, I mean, they were, it was an orphanage. So these people, it was a big place that, you know, had these kids and they were doing whatever, supposedly again, why is there no direct roads that go to it? If you, if it's so far off the beaten path, well, you have to remember. So this was way back in the early 1900s when it was finally supposedly burnt to the ground. And late 1800s, early 1900s. Right. right. So okay. back then, your horse and buggy and your walking paths, you know what There's I mean? There's still a road, though, right? Wouldn't there be a road there? The main road, which is Gore Orphanage Road. Yeah, but what about to, like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, how far off the road is are the remains? How far? Supposedly 10, 15 miles. No one really knows an exact amount because it is not on a map and nobody's really walked it. 10 or, or 15 miles? Dude, that's a long way. It's a long way in that's there. A lo- we got to walk that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. That sounds, that sounds like a bad idea right there. Which makes it even more odd that all the occurrences happen on the bridge. Right, right? because so it's so far why? away. Right, right, yeah. right. It's so far away from the actual ground zero, as I guess you'd call it, you know? Right. So I, I've heard about this literally pretty much my entire life. I, I said literally pretty much, which is kind of an oxymoron. Anyway, um, I've heard about it forever. Right. And, you know, everyone's always got their own stories, like you were just saying right there about the rituals or whatnot. So are there yeah. other rituals as well? So mainly everything I've seen, like I said, is, is has to do with the car and the bridge. One of them, which is really stupid, and they even say it's stupid, is you have to lock your keys in your car, bring a spare set with you. You go under, you, you, you turn off your car, Okay, on the bridge, you lock the doors with the keys in the ignition. This all sounds really smart, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then what you do is you go underneath the bridge and you wait and you wait. And supposedly you'll hear the pitter patter of the kids touching the car. And supposedly the car will turn on and the lights, the headlights will flash. The car is going to turn on by itself. Like a Morse code. Okay. So what's under the bridge? Water. Is it? Yeah, well, obviously, but <laughs> is it like a creek or is it a river? Yeah, is, it's, is it... it's it's. I would say it's between a between a creek and a river. It's not quite a river, but it's not quite as small as a creek. So it's a pretty healthy, like yeah. size of water or whatever right. underneath. The... But I mean, you can get under there. It's it's not deep. There's rocks. I mean, you can if you had waders on or like knee high boots, you could walk through it. See, all I keep thinking in my head is that we have to do all this stuff. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I don't know about amazing. I'm telling you, we get that ghost hunting kit off Amazon. <laughs> we lock our keys in our car on the bridge, you know, and we wait. I'm not locking my keys in my car. I'm no, not I'm not doing that. Well, that's one of the rituals. Well, you're going to lock your keys in your car because I'm not calling AAA just because Gore Orphanage told me to. Right. But in, in the other ritual that's really popular, it's the same thing. You turn off the car. This This one, you could take your keys with you. Um, See, I like that one. They tell you that you just basically take a stroll. They tell you to like walk under the bridge and walk through the woods and do all this <laughs> stuff. And then they, they said that you'll hear screams and the cries of the children burning oh, faintly through the woods. Now, go have a picnic and listen to children burning. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. For not, not to get ahead of the episode, but to debunk that ritual right off the rip, okay? It's been noted that, yes, you can hear what sounds like children screaming. Right. Okay. What it is, is a quarter mile away, there's a turnpike. Oh. When the semi-trucks go by, the wind carries the sound, and it gives that eh, yeah. kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? So faintly through the woods, through all the trees and branches and everything that's going through, it gives off like a children. So if you're cry. out so there. If and you're, you got it in your head, and you're hyped right. up. Your right. adrenaline's Especially pumping. when you're young. When you're yeah. young, you you immediately just, you, dude, this is going to be great. Right. You know? And not only that, you're on a scary bridge or you're under the bridge. Right? right. You're out of your car. You're hoping you have your spare keys. And then you hear this sound in the middle of the night, not knowing that there's a right. turnpike located closely by. And it's going to be, be like, okay, that's something. Oh, right. Know? And let's be honest. When you were when you were out in the middle of nowhere and there's a supposed ghost stories or whatever, all of your sentences, sentences, senses are all heightened. Oh, absolutely. Like you were out there and you were, you know, you could hear, you know, a mouse fart, you know, and be like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. So 
I can see people going out there and going, oh my, oh my God, you hear that? Oh no, oh, you know, right. and here it is just, you know, yeah. so that ritual trunks. has been debunked. But as far as the other one with like locking, there's no video evidence that I've seen. There's only stories and telltales. There's there's never been like photos of handprints and unless somebody, you know, stuck their hand on it. Like, oh, it's a ghost, you know, no one will know. So they do that's not a kid's hand, dude. Right. It's like an adult man's hand. Like, stop it. Yeah. So yeah, we've uh you know, obviously heard all these rumors or whatever. But the the, the thing that I find crazy about this is that the site known as Gore Orphanage, not the road, but the actual Gore Orphanage, it never actually existed. Never. It never existed. It was literally, um, it was a mansion at one point in time, right? Yeah. Um, I, I believe it was called Swift Mansion. Swift Mansion. Right. So the funny thing is, is like, basically this entire story, an entire tale is spider woven from... <laughs> multiple different stories and, and places in the state, not just in the location, in the state. Right. It's a cornucopia of just yeah. different things that have kind of come together. And obviously back then people were bored, you know, and they're like, hey, man, guess what happened here? <laughs> hey, man, my <laughs> clock won't flush. <laughs> yeah. No, so but I think what happens also, too, is especially when we're talking like the late 1800s and the early 1900s. So spiritualism was like a really big thing. And I think that, you know, the way that well, it's funny you say that because when oh. we touch on the 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 Wilbur family, okay, they actually conducted seances, and we'll right. get into that. So let's get into that. So, so let's go back to the to, to so Joseph Swift was the guy who actually yeah, built eighteen seventeen. Right, he built this place. Right, so he purchased four hundred acres. Okay, and so four hundred acres, people. If you're not that's a lot. That's a big property. That is lo- that's huge. Now I don't know who it belongs to now, but that's a lot of land. You know what I mean? So he bought the 400 acres with the intention of building this mansion for his family. Okay, it took him 20 years just to prep the land to build this thing. 20 years. Oh my god! That's 20 years of taking down trees, tilling roads. Making the foundation. Well, that's why that you can't in, get to the damn the place because it took 20 years right. to just, just get the land prepped. So then it finally went up in 1840. Right. Okay. And it, it, they, they, the, the people in the area, um, it was extremely elegant, extremely nice. It was like a, I mean, this was a mansion. I, I mean, you, you were saying earlier that like it had 15 story or 15, 15 foot ceilings so ceilings. your average home is eight foot from floor to ceiling right okay that's almost double and you can go online and you can actually find yeah, pictures the, the footprints of footprints on it yeah. I mean, you can see the blueprints everything like it's just huge and so i guess from what i read a lot of the surrounding area and the people that live there weren't too happy that this guy was putting in a huge awesome well, home in the middle of you know they were off put because he was building it for his family right which included his wife Okay. Yeah. His children yeah. and his grandchildren. Right. This mansion had 14 rooms. Back in 14. The, in 1840? Yeah. Jeez. And and a servant's quarter. So you're talking potentially 16. That's a big 16 that's rooms, a 15 big foot spot. ceilings. That's a big house. So I know that the locals ended up calling it um, Swift's Hollow, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they actually dubbed the place was Swift's Hollow. It was Swift's Mansion. Whatever, same thing, and then uh, at some point in time, he uh, Joseph, right, fell into some hard times, and yeah, so he had a series of bad investments. Um, he probably invested in LSD and found out that they were flying floating heads and treadmill bridges, <laughs> and it went under. Don't smoke that weed. <laughs> You're gonna see some heads yeah. floating. <laughs> so yeah, he he just basically lost all his money. And that was around the 1860s, right? So he had to sell the house. He put it up for sale. Right. So he put it up for sale. And, um, you know, but nobody died. Nobody died. There was no, you know, folklore or tales of crazy occurrences or anything happening. There was nothing haunted at that point. Right. So nothing. So this guy came in. He's like, hey, I've got some money. I'm going to build this extravagant mansion probably because he was trying to you know impress his wife like baby right. i got you right you know 
And next thing you know, things turn, things change like they always do. And then what happens? He has to sell the place. Yep. Right? Well, I mean, it sounds, eh, I mean, crap happens. Yeah, Yeah, crap happens. You know, I'm sure that part of this story actually happened. Right, right. You well, know, for everything I've read about it so far uh, has has literally that that's been like the one thing that's been like consistent in yeah. the entire thing is that this the guy The only thing did. I'm not sure of is 20 years. I feel like those guys were slacking. But then again, it takes 20 years to get road construction done around here for well, all you Ohio. Ohio listeners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the orange. Cone. But 20 years seems like an awful long time, doesn't it? Well, it depends though. I mean, I I guess was he like wealthy or was he just a dude that wanted to build this house? Yeah, you know what I mean? There's really no detailed history behind I that. haven't so seen a lot. You'd have to assume 400 acres is a lot of land. Now, back then, it, it was probably cheap compared to our standards now. Right. right. And you're talking the late 1800s here where, you know, there was probably nothing going on in Vermilion, Ohio. Right. You know, right. I mean. And this was all farms. Right. You know, which I forgot to add. So, like, there was all these, all this farmland attached to that 400 acres. So, obviously, he was producing some kind of crops. And maybe that's where he was getting his income from. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had to be doing something out there. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe he was growing that weed that my buddy was, you know. It could be. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's so messed up. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. So, then in 74, uh, Nicholas Wilbur, he bought the mansion. Right. And this is what you were talking about earlier. So he was a, and again, I touched on this. He was a, him, he, he and his wife were spiritualists. And in that era, in that time, that was kind of a, that was the thing. Yeah. Burn the witches on the stake. And well, you know, a lot of people were (laughs) trying to say that they could, you know, talk to the other side and they could do this. And it was a big thing. And if you ever get a chance to like dive deeper, which we should. Yes. um, About the spiritualism movement. In that time period, it was crazy. So, yes, yeah, so of course, you had your devout Christians and Catholics and whatnot that were just like, absolutely not. And then you had other people who were like, come in and I will, I yeah. will, I will talk to your, you know, your dead granddaughter over here. And you're like, at that point in time, because it's so new, you're like, okay, you well, know, think about the time too. You had to have imagination. All you had were books and tales. There was no TV. And you believe no most radio. of it, too. Right. You believe you know, most of it. If somebody Your entertainment said was somebody sitting by a fire and telling you, oh, this happened. Absolutely. This and it was like, oh, wow, that happened because that guy told me. Right. You didn't know any better. You had to believe it. I mean, right. because there was no nothing else out there telling you not to. You know Correct. what I mean? There wasn't, there wasn't, there was no fact checker. There was and no also, Snopes. Religion was, was a lot more intense back then than it is right. nowadays. You know, I mean, you know, manners, morals, the whole nine yards, everybody followed the book by the book, you know, and it was a whole Holy Ghost spiritual thing, you know, yeah. like you didn't do this and you didn't do that because lightning would strike you. So they thought you the, know? the Wilburs were, were Satanist kind of, or evil, we'll put it that way, evil. They right. thought they were evil, like the fruits of the devil. Right. Yeah. So, so apparently people didn't really like them very much. Yeah, they got a bad bad rep right off the start because they were doing séances because they were open-minded and 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 they were trying to just do something different. Right. Right? Right. So that's what I hear. Right. So so they move in, okay? And he moves in with his wife and his four grandchildren, okay? So you got an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old and a set of twins. Yeah, who are two. Right. 2 years old each. Okay. Okay. Out of nowhere, they become severely ill. Uh, diphtheria, right? Right. Right. They, they, uh, now, they if you it. want to explain what that is. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% positive what diphtheria is. So, Do you know what it is? Yes. Yeah, so okay, what good. it is basically, essentially, it's like strep throat, but back then, times a thousand. Okay. Well, back then, they didn't have really antibiotics right. or so vaccines or anything. What it so. did is it would swell your glands in your neck, cut off the air circulation, and leave gray and white spots like on your tongue, which then you know, restricted airflow and then caused a croup, like a cough, okay. you know, the croup cough. And all of that combined, it killed you. So it, it, ugh, that sounds horrible. And that went through all of Northeast Ohio. So you could go back to that time, that era, 1874 and research actually Northeast Ohio. And it wasn't just these guys. I mean, lots of people. Just got a hit. huge it, it was like, It was an out. epidemic. Wow. And somehow he didn't, he and his wife didn't get it. But the grandkids did. Now, right. I don't know where the parents were in this whole... It never mentions parents. Now, see, here's what's funny about this is that I heard that they were their children, not their grandchildren. 
Oh. See, so again, it could be, this, right. is, this is again how all so these things. now you things, see how it's starting to evolve. Right, 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 right. So I heard it was their grant, but I also heard that they did not die in the house. They were either in a hospital or someplace else when they passed away. So unfortunately, these, these four children died of a horrible, horrible, from what you're saying, yeah. horrible. So my research says they did. Oh really? Yeah, See, and that's that amazing. and you know that will come to the next step, which we're going to talk about is after they had passed in the house. Mister Wilbur and his wife started doing seances, right, to reconnect to the children inside the house. Now ongoers and people walking by would see this happening through the windows. Now you got to remember back then you're walking by. <laughs> This huge mansion, you know, and you see these people in there with candles and whatever they're doing. It's like, okay, something's wrong with that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I heard there was a lot of like really weird things they were doing. Right. But now I also read that there is a, um, some people believe that they buried their children underneath the fireplace in their home. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Which is funny because they're graves are actually at Maple Grove Cemetery. Right. You can actually go visit them right now, which isn't too far away from the actual, you right. know, Gore of Which maybe we'll get some pictures of that when we go out. Yeah, we should go to yeah. Maple Grove just to get the pictures of them or whatever. Yeah. So once again, there's never a fine-tuned definitive detail on on hardly any of this. Right. You know what I mean? Like you you've got this guy, Mr. Wilbur. <laughs> oh Wilbur. <laughs> And his, you know, his family, and unfortunately his family, whether it's his grandkids or his kids, they pass away by a horrible debilitation. And, and you know what I mean? Like, it, it sucks. Well, the one thing that strikes me right off the rip, okay, that I guess back then could make sense, but still doesn't really make sense to me, is the fact that four, you're talking four human beings in a house that you live with contracted this epidemic, yet the adults didn't get it. Well, now, are children more susceptible to diphtheria? I didn't find that out. But Maybe that's something we, we need a researcher. By the way, Riley wants to be our researcher. Just throwing that out there. That's great. Yeah. Riley, if you're listening, get to work. Yeah, Riley. <laughs> Riley, you got a job, buddy. But he you does. know what I mean? Like, even if it's not, even if it is, or it's not susceptible to children, it's, it is odd for back in that time when all these epidemics and plagues and sicknesses are spreading that... That only the children adult, got you it? Know, I, you got two two-year-olds, okay? You have kids. I have kids. You know how it is. Yeah. When the kids are sick, you coddle them, you feed them, you know, you take care of them, you bathe them, you all get this their stuff. Snot all over you. I get sick every time my kids get sick. Oh yeah. Every time, it's inevitable. My daughter coughs once, and I'm sick for a month. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Now, what has changed from 1874 to 2019? And again, I don't, I don't really know a ton about diphtheria, and that's something I, I should potentially research because i mean as far as i know maybe it is only a child disease right. you know so if you're listening and you're interested look up diphtheria and and you know email us let us know what exactly it is and we'll come back to it in a later episode just to address it absolutely midnight train podcast at gmail.com i want to know more about diphtheria you know because it sounds like a pretty horrible disease but it's not like the black plague or anything you know what i mean it, well, i mean it couldn't be could it because they didn't no. get it, right? The, no. the parents didn't or but the grandparents. The pictures I did see, they had one example. And I don't know if this is legit or not, but the picture I did see. Oh, no. The kid's like laying there and his neck is so swollen. It's like he doesn't have a neck. It's just like head to shoulder because his neck is so swollen. And he's laying there and he's got gray and white spots like around his lips and his mouth. So does it affect the, the lymph nodes? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, it, oh. it must attack them and swell them, and then your air circulation gets cut off, and then in turn you develop like a pneumonia and fluid and uh, a croup, you know? Oh, so it kills you, basically. That all sounds really not good. No. Ugh. My God, poor kids. Which, by the way, were not buried under the uh, the, the fireplace, just so, so we were aware. Yeah, but, but again, that though, is that, an interesting theory, though. Yeah, but... But but it's completely not true. Like right. they're, they're unless those are empty graves over in Maple Well, we've Grove. all seen poltergeists, and we yeah, know and they move the true. headstones. This is true. On top of a cemetery, this house is clean, <laughs> Caroline. Come to light, Caroline. <laughs> I just watched that the other day. It's a great movie, dude. So good. We oh. should touch on that. In yes, the we're going to come to that, that one for sure. One. Now, so the road, starting on the whole debunking process here, the road. Gore Orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know that initially it was just called Gore Road. Right. Right. And it was based on? Well, it was a 
an engineering surveying term referring to a narrow strip of land alongside of a road. Right. So if you can imagine in your head when we talk about 400 acres and, you know, you touched on the subject earlier about, well, you know, how do you get, where's the path? Where's the road? Yeah. Well, the gore, I'm doing air quotes. Again, air quotes. Air quotes. The gore would be the narrow strip of land alongside that road. So somebody was tired and lazy, didn't like his job. It's like, yeah, go road. Done. Stamp. <laughs> so, hey, what are we going to call this? I don't know. Go road. And then oddly enough, I didn't get the date of it. I was looking everywhere for it and I couldn't find it. But at some point, because of the popularity of the story and the site, the city decided to change the name to Gore Orphanage. Now, see what so I people read. People want to get lost. What I read was that due to the um, so after the Wilbur Wilbur's and their children passed away or whatever, so they moved out of the mansion and then they ended up. Um, there was a, an actual orphanage that opened right. up. So, so this guy he was Reverend Sprunger was his name. And he created it into an orphanage. And all the stories and information I got on him is that this guy was a prick. Like, he was mean. He would beat the kids. He would, like, treat them like dogs and all this stuff. Like, this guy would just yell at people for no reason. Like, he was uh, a bad guy. Yeah, a bad bad guy. (laughs) He's a bad guy. A bad guy. Now, see, what I read as well is that technically... He built houses around the mansion and never actually had any of the children or any, any anybody in the actual mansion part. It was all outhouses. And it was uh, not outhouses like you go take a dump, but like, you know. Like quarters. Yeah, like different areas that they built these houses in or these different right. barns. And so that's where. So nobody actually stayed in the the remnants of the Swift house or Swift mansion. Yeah, no, I did hear that. I, I heard that basically it kind of rotted, you know, if you leave a house for so many years unattended. Right. Without maintenance. But even that never burnt down. In fact, it was only a printer's area that burnt down and nobody was ever even killed there. Like right. there was, there was no, there were no injuries in that. Like there was an outbuilding, outbuilding, not outhouse. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> outhouse. <laughs> outhouse. So there was an outbuilding that was a printer's quarters or something like that, where they were actually like, that's where they printed stuff. Right. That's what burned down. Right. So it wasn't the mansion and it didn't kill anyone. Right. So right now we're looking at about, you know, it's all BS. Right. That's so what let's, I'm hearing. Let's, 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 let's tie this together from where we're at right now. So you have three generations essentially. Okay. You have the guy that bought the land, built the house. Okay. He's out, loses all his money. Done. Another family comes in for grandchildren or children. Okay. They get sick. They die. These guys have seances. They're crazy. They're nuts. They Everyone leave. hates them. They leave. They leave. Right. Right. Now you have this reverend comes in and says, hey, I'm going to build this orphanage here. Does all the stuff like you talked about with the houses and whatnot. And then what I have is, or what I found, is that in December of 1923, now this could be what you're talking about with the printer, that's when the fire happened. But from the information I have, it says the Swift Mansion. No, now in 1923, the Swift Mansion did burn down. Okay. Okay. Now, so that was a lot of, uh, there there was so much, again... People documenting stuff back then really didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? This is you're talking the late 1800s, early 1900s. In the middle of freaking, you know, Podunk, Lorraine County, right. if a fire went down, they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, sorry, Bill. This story for you guys listening out there is like 52 pickup. Okay. So yeah. you take a deck of cards and every card has a tale or a fact and you throw it on a table in a pile and it's like, okay, how do we put this puzzle together? Well, I, I think to me, the biggest thing about this is that there's so many conflicting stories of where the supposed orphanage and or the Swift Mansion was actually even located. Like, most people can't even tell you where it is exactly, like you were saying earlier. There's no maps. And you would think by now, like, an avid ghost hunter or a historian or somebody, a surveyor, would actually go out and draw a map. Or make a map. But there's nothing. And there's nothing. There's nothing out there. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. 
We should. We should do a map. Yeah. Maybe people try to and they mysteriously disappear. Because they smoke Swift's weed. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be. So now the thing that I, I kind of want to touch on here too is that unfortunately, um, right around 1908, um, I believe it was March 4th of 1908, over on the east side of Cleveland, uh, there was a, uh, a school called the Collinwood School that unfortunately burned down and... 172 students, two teachers, and one of the rescuers actually all perished. Now, let's pause for a minute. Okay. Let's let's think about that. Mm-hmm. 172 people. It's on. I can't even think about now, that, dude. Now, not to get, like, gruesome and whatnot, but you, you, you look at, like, the shootings, the mass shootings we've had in the past couple of years. Yeah. Okay. What's the average, like, death on that? Uh, I, I guess it goes anywhere from, like, two to... I, it could go anyway. It's not 172. No. So you think logistically, okay, 172 people inside of a house, and every single one is dead. Yeah, 172. That is a lot, my friends. That's that's a lot that of is, people. And, and if you've never heard about that, you should research it because it's it's a really sad story. Um, because once again, it was an orphanage. Like this was a it was a school for kind of wayward children. You know. And then all of a sudden, hey, there's a fire in 172. Now, I'm not sure if it's all the children that were in there, but all I know is that 170. It could be a culmination of everybody in the house. We don't know. So the funny thing to me is that, not funny, and I (laughs) want to reword that real quick. That's not funny. But the odd thing to me is that how that correlation could have kind of brought itself in relation to Gore Orphanage. And it's like over an hour away. It's 50 miles. Yeah. Collinwood so is 50 miles away yeah. from Vermilion. So how they even got that, how those things cross paths, considering that nobody died at Gore Orphanage. Right. There was never actually, right. <laughs> like, the orphanage was never actually, you know what I mean? My theory is the people that lived in Vermilion at the time around Gore Orphanage were so bored. I mean, you're farming all day long. You're churning butter all day long. Whatever it is they did over there, right? Churning butter? You make up a story, and it's like, well, hey, man, this happened in Collinwood. 172 people burnt to the ground. And another guy wants to start a conversation with another guy. He's like, hey, did or, you or, hear down the road that 172 yeah. people? And then the phone, like, but that's how it the is. phone game. It's the phone game, man. Right. Absolutely. And so it, it had to have stemmed from that. But the weird thing to me is, so the, the light of the orphanage or what's called Light of Hope Orphanage, yeah. right? The yeah. Light of Hope Orphanage that never really burnt down but only had that little fire or whatever. It burnt down in 1923, is that right? Yes. The Collinwood thing happened in 1908. Right. So how does that, how, do, how does, I guess I just don't understand how you get from point A to point B and then, you know, you got C over here, which makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. again, it's it's tales. But this know? is this is the folklore that we're trying to actually discuss with this stuff. Like, you know... To me, it just sounds like a lot of hearsay and a lot of, hey, you know, because back then you didn't have computers. You didn't have, you couldn't, like, once again, you couldn't fact check anything. Someone's, right. You heard someone say something. You go home to your wife like, <gasps> right. honey, did you hear what happened? You know, and I keep giving this, like, southern accent, and we're in, like, Midwest Ohio. Not even, <laughs> not even. We're in Northeast Ohio. Everyone talks like it's, this. It's entertainment value. Yeah, it's milk. Right, right. <laughs> you want to go to the store and get some milk? I'm going to lay on my pillow. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that. There's no E in pillow, people. Yeah. All right. It's P-I-L-L-O-W. But, I mean, it's this happens a, a lot in these eerie and scary stories and Well, and that's what makes them what they are. Because people think they can make it better. Right. You're sitting around a campfire. You got a bunch of kids, and you want to scare them, right? Or you want to impress your friends and scare them and give them the heebie-jeebies. Right. You're going to embellish some things. Look at Hollywood. They do it with movies um, for true stories all the time. Everybody's heard of a guy. Right. Everybody's heard of a guy. <laughs> right. Everybody's heard of it. Man, I, I went to right. school with this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my, again, my, my buddy Corey, who told me his story about, uh, you know, the Gore Orphanage thing. Um, I thought it was completely insane. But, you know, I've had some, and we'll talk about this in some other episodes or whatever. I've had some... Uh, um, Otherworldly events. I've had a few too. Happen to me. I've you know what I mean. Too. And we'll talk about those. 
Uh, so I'm I'm completely open to things. I'm never I'm never going to be closed off, and I think yeah. that's kind of why we're doing this podcast is because we are open thinkers, and you know, but in the same sense, but we're factual, right? There's a lot of BS out there right. too, you know. To me, science is behind everything, absolutely. You know, and I'm sorry if that offends anybody. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just the way I am. That's the way I think. So, like, you know, if a picture falls off a wall. There's, there's a, a reason there's a reason why. for it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I dude, listen, I you're you're speaking my language, <laughs> sprechen Deutsch. Except it's not Deutsch. That's that's whatever. So again, I believe that you know, in transition, and the funny thing is, is I guarantee there is a Gore orphanage, or not not exactly Gore orphanage, but a story like Gore orphanage. In every city across the country. Well, there's a crybaby bridge. That's there's what I'm like saying. There's of them. Right. So I guarantee that there's an orphanage that supposedly burned down and that you can go and whatever happens. And I would love to hear your stories. If you could send those over to us at midnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com, I would love to hear what what you guys have as far as the... You know, something relatable to the Gore Orphanage right. thing. You know, was there an orphanage someplace that burned down, but yet nobody knows where it is? You know, it's this right. big mystique thing. It's like the Bigfoot of orphanages. Does right. That, does, it, does that work? <laughs> I don't think that it works. It does. Yeah. It does. We'll, we'll, we'll make that work. Yeah. That'll work for now. So, you know, going forward, we're going to we're gonna pre and post a lot of these episodes, meaning that this episode is a pre to Gore Orphanage. We will have a post follow-up where... Hopefully, we're going to get out there, take some pictures, maybe some video, some sounds, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm thinking we'll throw it up on our YouTube channel or Just whatever. Just to get, get you more of a picture of what what we talked about tonight. Yeah, and I, I think, I again, you had a great idea of going out uh, and going out during the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a contrast. Trying to find the place and right. just going, okay, well, because you see videos and you see pictures online. And, and the one thing I found, and uh, it was on this website called deadohio.com. Um, they have a ton of pictures. In fact, they have pictures of uh, the actual um, grave markers. None of them really? are there. None of them are there. They're at different cemeteries that are like around the area. Okay. Um, because you know, unfortunately, people did die, but it wasn't this horrific, you know, incident. So anyway, I would like us to go out there in in daytime mm-hmm. and in nighttime, and then literally just see what happens. Yeah, as long I as say, we don't get kicked out by the park ranger, because that, that guy's probably creepy. Maybe we get a hold of him first. He's probably a weird dude. Let's get a hold of him. Well, he he has to be. I mean, to deal with that stuff. <laughs> and you guys, you guys got to remember be. that, you know, that aren't from around here and aren't familiar with it. This is like a phenomenon around here. Like, I'm talking 30, 20 teenagers a night. Yeah, the places. People go to that place nonstop. For the last all the time. However many Halloween years. is like yeah. insane. There's just cars everywhere and people walking around. Now that's another side of it too. That like so I also heard again, I heard growing up um that there were a bunch of satanistic rituals that took place out there. So, you know, you go out into the the middle of the, you know, wherever you think this place was right. and then all of a sudden you see somebody put a a satanistic star on something and you're like <gasps> Yeah. Oh no! Dun, they dun, must dun. be doing something here, or it could just be some kid that's just into that and wants to mess with people. Yeah, there's probably a million pranksters out there all the time too. I right. mean, why not? Right. I heard KKK meetings, um, the Satanistic rituals, and the obvious with the you know the kids. That yeah. th- those are the things I've heard about the place. Right. And again, though, nobody. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you put a hundred people in a room together who were from that area. I'm going to say two might know where this place actually is. Right. That have actually been there. That have been there. And know how to get there. Right. Because, I mean, if it's that far off the road, you know? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me that, that uh, again, Gore Orphanage is just a road. Right. Right. <laughs> but we're going to go and we're going to find out right. and we're going to see exactly what happens there. Daytime, nighttime. Well, let's close this case. Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell me what you think? Do you think it is real? Do you think it happened? Do you think any of the stories have any validity to them? I think that unfortunately, well, okay. I believe that especially when the uh, the whole spiritualist movement happened, I believe that, you know, people were, you were either dead set against it or you were like, this is awesome, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I want to be able to talk to the other side, air quotes again. Right. You know, like, that's what I think happened. And I think what happened is, is that 
you've got these people who, you know, back then you didn't have Netflix, you didn't have any of that stuff. Like There's no know, entertainment. No entertainment whatsoever. So instantly they hear these stories and they're like, oh my God, Mildred, we got to move, you know? Right. Again, with the Southern accent, it doesn't even make sense. But so I think that these things, once again, it's the phone, uh, uh, the game, you know, right. they, where they, they came in and somebody either heard or thought they heard somebody say something and then it just trickled down. And then I just think that the phenomenon behind it is so awesome because this is something that happened, uh, what, 100 years ago? Over. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet we're still talking about it to this day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's pretty awesome. They put a park ranger on the road <laughs> for crying out loud. I mean, that's how popular this yeah, is. Yeah. Like he's he's out there watching this because of these right. idiot kids out there. Okay. So you're going to say false. Definitely. Okay. I'm going to join you in false. Yeah. Simply for the fact that there's just too much spider webbing. Yeah, there's if there's there was no more concentration. of a clean cut story that didn't involve fifty miles of other <laughs> happenings. Right, you know what I mean? Where you could actually, we could go, we could investigate, we could do more thorough research. Right, and either debunk it or say, okay, something weird happened here, guys. We don't know what, but something definitely and, happened. And, and again, that that whole thing, like you just said there, and and you know, if it was something that was not so cut and dry. We could sit there and say, okay, maybe this is something that could have actually taken place. But right now, from everything I'm reading, not so much. Right. And I watched a lot of videos. I'll be honest with you. I watched a lot of videos. The one you showed me was pretty funny. I mean, it's hilarious. These guys are standing there in the middle of the night. How they found the location, I don't know. They must have been there before. But they're but literally... was it the location, the actual location? It looks like it. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of pictures of it. So, so there's like the ruins and stuff? Yeah, there's okay. a lot of stone and whatnot. <laughs> they're standing there and he's recording on his phone and he's you see all these bugs flying by it's obviously in the summertime there's like mosquitoes flying by and anybody that knows that films anything with their iphone at night with the flash on a mosquito is like a, a white ball right so the guy's standing there you see all these mosquitoes flying by and all of a sudden this mosquito flies right up to the lens <laughs> And this guy freak! oh my God, it's an orb. It's an orb. Did you see it? And this buddy's like, oh yeah, man, I saw the orb. I saw the orb. And that's what you get. It's an orb. 99% of all the videos online are that dumb and, 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 and I, that silly. And I think that's why we need to go out and experience it firsthand. Absolutely. Now, listen, if something happens... That's awesome. As long yeah. as like I'm not possessed, or you don't, you know, I don't know what could possibly happen from that. But I mean, I may fall on the treadmill on the bridge. Yeah, I right, don't know. right, we'll, right. We'll see. Right, be careful on the treadmill. Right. But we could, you know, go out there, and it could be something completely awesome right. that takes place, and we're going to record every single bit of it. Right. And you know, either we're going to say this is possible from the live footage, right, and actually being there, because right now, negative. Yeah, there, right now, there's it's, nothing that holds up. Yeah, there, it's an absolute negative and a wash for me. Like right. it doesn't make any sense. And it's so funny too how doing research on this just made me go, "What in the hell were my friends talking about? <laughs> right. Or what were they on? You right. know what I mean? Right. Because you're doing the research, and like it'd be different if it was like there was an actual orphanage there, right? And then this happened, and people would be like, "Oh, maybe it's not even close. Right? None of it right. adds up." So we're going to go ahead and we're going to stamp the tale of Gore Orphanage as a false. False. Way done. But if you guys get a chance, look it up and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you... And if you have stories, yes. send them in. Please, the we stories would love to great. hear them. We will totally read your stories on, uh, on the podcast. And uh, we just want to kind of, you know, open everyone's eyes and ears to this kind of stuff because I think it's interesting, as does Jeff. Very yeah, it's it's fun, especially growing up. And you, you, again, you grow up, you hear these things, and then it's like that's complete. <laughs> yeah, you, it's complete you, garbage. You get older and wiser, right? And you start to realize how things work and about what wiser. what is and what isn't. And yeah, definitely older. Yeah. So yeah, we're um, please send us anything you guys happen to have. If you have a story, or if your friend has a story, especially if your friend's friend's cousin's next door neighbor had a story, that's probably going to be the best one. Please, absolute. those are the best. Those are the absolute best. Yeah. So send that over to midnight train podcast at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, you guys can find us on you know Stitcher, iTunes, uh, especially my favorite, which is the one we host on, which is SoundCloud. 
And uh, yeah, just find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all the other places out there. Uh, if you could do that, that'd be awesome. So uh, on behalf of Jeff and myself, we want to say good evening. <laughs> good evening. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace out. See you guys.